Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. Welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. A little notify bell next to it if you want to always get your new Going In Raw notifications. Of course, it's Saturday, which means it's count out time, Larson. Yeah. That's right. And given that, and I I don't know what the final number is going to end up being. Tomorrow is, of course... Uh, stomping ground. Stomping ground, yes. Which, you know, they've had very little time to build. There's not a lot of enthusiasm about it or the product Basically, right now. Zero enthusiasm about it. And to add uh, uh, salt on that particular wound, there is uh, several graphics floating around out there, which would seem to suggest it's a seating chart for the arena at stomping grounds. Uh, that stomping grounds is going to be at, rather. And uh, and the, the, the attendance looks uh, a little sparse. Not might not be the best attended pay per view no, in the history. It was of looking time. pretty lousy when we looked at it earlier today. Let's take a look at the map right here and now. Of course, we're filming this on uh, Thursday. Yes, we're filming this a couple days ago. Yes, so things could have changed. So things could have changed, but of course, it got us thinking as you looked that up. How are we doing here? So there's only one section of floor seats that sold out. Oh, oh my! Wow. There's a couple here. There's a handful here, and then along the aisle. Uh, there's a lot, a lot over here, and a lot over here. Usually, it's like a given that floor seats are going to sell Isn't, out. Hold on a second. My understanding Isn't the is the camera going to be here. Or here, the camera's right here, and apparently they tarped all this off. That's what I. Nobody's think. sitting right here though. What's no, that going to look? The blue like? is the available seats. Oh, oh, the blue is the available seats. Yes. Okay. Still, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yes. That's a lot. So there's a handful of seats available over here. A bunch available towards hard cam. Mm-hmm. A bunch on the floor available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much would a, a good five hundred two dollars? No wonder no one's going. Yeah. Well, that's for third row. No, thank you. So, in any event, any event, it's going to be a sparsely populated show. It seems, but it could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. And, well, it might make its way onto this list. I'll be kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd be. Yeah, I'd be surprised. There are some. Boy, there are some low numbers on this. Yeah. On this particular list here. So, uh, we're well, gonna, what is this list, Steve? Oh, yeah, as you probably, hopefully, you saw by the title, and maybe the thumbnail, this is the worst attended WWE pay-per-views of all time. Now, these are just main roster shows. We're not taking into account NXT, really ECW either, because that was his own thing. Yeah, you can't you can't look at one-night stand, because they intentionally did that at the Hammerstein Ballroom, the first two one-night stands. 
Um, and so, of course, it's going to have like two to 3,000 people there. I think it was like 2,500 was the attendance Yeah, like 25, 26. Like yeah. Uh, and so, uh, you know, obviously don't look at that. They, they did that venue for a very specific reason. It's history and ECW lore, this, yes, the intimacy yes. of it. This is just pay-per-views branded uh, with WWF, WWE. Yeah. And, uh, and we also, uh, this is a lot of, it is going to be a fascinating info dump, hopefully a fascinating info. Yeah, dump. hopefully. Uh, but we also have the venue and the capacity of the venue because yeah. that's kind of important here. Yeah. It's not just, there's a couple on here that, that, that has low attendance numbers, but it also in a smaller venue, but that kind of speaks to the state of the business at the time Yeah, that, uh, in the mid nineties, you know, the company was doing so poorly that it could barely sell out uh, a modestly sized venue exactly. or not sell out. Well said. Let's get on with it. Number 10. 10. King of the Ring, 1993. So this is the end of Hulkamania, we thought. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the end of Hulkamania for... In WBF for a while. Eight years. Nine years. Nine years. Nine years. Nine years, yeah. yeah. Of course, Hogan. This is like the second time we thought he was going to retire. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time to go film a, a, a TV show. But he ended back up in WCW about a year later. Yeah. Um, this show took place at the Nutter Center. Yeah. In Dayton, Ohio. That's funny. Um, for a basketball game, it has capacity of uh, 10,400. 6,500 people showed up for the show. Headlined by Hulk Hogan. Maybe if they would have known that it was his last. No, I don't think anybody knew at the time. Yeah. Um, he dropped the title to Yokozuna in very uh, just in, in, in typical. In the middle of the card, too. In typical Hogan fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. The Intercontinental Championship match was the main event. No, it wasn't. No, it, it was the King of the Ring finals. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, the one just prior to that was the Intercontinental yes. Championship match. You'd think that that'd be switched with the uh, Heavyweight Championship match. You'd think, but they just apparently want to get uh, Hogan dropping the belt out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Of course, the match is infamous for uh, uh, Hogan's loss being caused by exploding a flashbulb. Oh, you mean he didn't put a younger star over? Cleanly, no. No, of course not. Hulk Why Hogan, of course he doesn't do that. No. Um, a highlight of this particular show is that Bret Hart wrestled three times. Well, no. I mean, if you look at the actual lineup for King of the Ring, you had Bret Hart versus Razor Ramon. Uh, Opening round match. Yeah. Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect. That was probably pretty good. And then uh, you do get Shawn Michaels versus Diesel. Uh, but then getting back to the King of the Ring, the final was, yeah. No, Bret- it's Shawn Michaels versus Crush. What did Diesel. I say? Diesel was. Oh, he was with Diesel. Okay. Diesel was his bodyguard. Oh, okay. That was probably crap. And then Bret Hart uh, beat Bam Bam Bigelow, which kind of just depends on. I mean, it was an 18 minute match. Yeah. Bam Bam could put on some good performances. I'm sure. No, I like Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm not like like super familiar with his with his work, but I've seen enough. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Let's see here. A Smoking Guns versus Steiner Brothers versus Head Shrinkers versus Money Inc. versus Money kind Inc. of a rematch of two matches from the previous WrestleMania. We had Lex Luger versus Tatanka. Ooh, time limit draw. <laughs> oh man, that went 15 whole Fighting minutes. Stuff. That went 15 but whole minutes. This kind of speaks of the period uh, WWF was in at the time. Uh, people were, had grown weary of Hulk Hogan. Well, this is an interesting period because it's not a period where they recognize, like later on, we'll get to some of these in your houses from a couple of years later, where they understood we shouldn't be trying 10,000 seat venues. This was, as you said, the Nutter Center. 10,400 for a basketball game is yeah. the attendance. Yeah, so it's probably roughly the same for wrestling. Right, exactly. And so this was like, you know, 65% of that basically yeah. that they were going to that they were able to sell out. So after this, they sort of maybe realized Yeah, it took a couple of years and they're like, "Let's set our sights whoop, <laughs> a little more modest instead of going for the the major basketball uh, arenas yeah. or hockey arenas in yeah. the area. Let's go for like the older basketball or hockey arenas mm-hmm. in the area." 
because yeah. uh, in the mid-90s, the Louisville Garden became quite the popular destination for WB action in Louisville, Kentucky. This is also the earliest WWE pay-per-view on here, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. So I think at the time, this was actually a record low attendance yeah. for pay-per-views. By and large, at this point, it was you had this, the major four. You had Mania, mm -hmm. Rumble, SummerSlam, and uh, Survivor Series, of course. You would think if enthusiasm was high then, they're adding another big thing, King Let's of the get Ring. excited, yes. Yeah, but... Opposite, no, no one cared about Hogan anymore. And this was dead in the... This was... Uh, what was the date on this? I mean, it was June, right, still? Yeah, it yeah, would, yeah I believe so. If, if this was still June, you know, there's a lot of dead time between Mania and uh, and SummerSlam. Yeah. You know, this is smack in the middle. This is like when Money in the Bank is now. Yeah. Um, you would think that, oh, people would be up on it. Oh, man, WrestleMania's a couple months back. We had that weird finish. Uh, where, June 13th. June 13th. There you go. And then we're still two months away from. Well, also, here's another thing is kids are out of slam. school. Yeah, right. It's summertime. It's summertime. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got time to fill in your summer. What? Why not go see some wrestling? No, what are they doing in Dayton, Ohio? Nobody's doing anything. They sure didn't want to see Hulk Hogan. No. Or the rest of the WWE superstars. Yes. Uh, so anyways, yeah, uh, Hulk Hogan went out with a whimper and then his nostalgic, nostalgia act Came back post NWO career, WCW yeah. career, and uh, people were into him then. And people were into him then. That's okay. I was into him then. I didn't know that he would said the things he said, man. It's okay. It's all right. Anyways, let's move on. Did you know back then? Did you know? Oh man, that Hulk Hogan. You people will see I, when I, the tapes have been released. I mean, it's not like he didn't get some indication of some of the promos he did in WWF. That yeah, I know. Yeah, but I wasn't watching when he was doing those. Yeah, promos. I didn't watch WrestleMania Nine live. In yeah. fact, I hadn't seen the whole show till I was uh, like maybe like four years ago. Yeah, three years ago maybe. Well, let's move on from yeah, that conversation, Lars. Yeah, yeah. Number nine, nine in your house too. I mean, main event of Diesel and Sid. How did this not sell? Where out? were the people on this one? Elsewhere in Nashville, this take took place at Nashville Municipal Auditorium. Capacity of this venue ninety seven hundred. Uh, sixty four eighty two showed up for this show. All right, all right. This is two years this, after this that is last like peak one. lean period for WWF. Yeah, like verge of going out of business. WWF. Yeah. Um, uh, also on the card, along with Diesel versus Sid, like a, and a lumberjack match. This is July of '95. Yeah, uh, I, I must remind you for the Intercontinental Championship, you have uh, Shawn Michaels reclaiming his Intercontinental Championship from Double J. Oh, ain't I great? J E double F J A double R E double T Jeff Jarrett, ain't he great? Um, you had a tag team title match with Owen Hart and Yokozuna, your champions, taking on the Allied Powers with the British Bulldog and Lex Luger. It's just—it's a weird mishmash of stuff. Um, it's no wonder that uh, WWE wasn't doing WWF wasn't doing too well at the time. Well, also, so I haven't—I haven't looked too deep into like I haven't heard Bruce Pritchard or anybody talk I'm, about the nature of the In Your House pay-per-views. Well, I remember him t in the Sid one, he talked about this, where like there was this constant push and pull with Sid, um, where at times, especially when he first came around to WWF, they wanted to push him as the next huge thing to replace Hogan, essentially. Yeah. And then they wanted to push him enough, cause I guess Vince liked him as an attraction, because mm -hmm. he's huge, and he's a decent talker. Yeah, sure. And, you know, he makes a bunch of crazy faces, and he has a good fist bump. Mm -hmm. um, uh, he doesn't like a good fist. I know. Um, so they build him up as an attraction, and, and he said in this period, it was all about building up Diesel. Yeah. So they're just feeding Diesel all these these monsters essentially. Right. And this is Sid's turn in line. Okay. Yeah. Even though Diesel puts on much better matches with smaller competitors, instead of these lumbering bouts that in no way highlight any of his uh, his 
abilities. Yeah, okay. So there's like not like if you look at the the match times, there's about an hour and a half of actual wrestling. I'm not including the dark matches. What is weird about the ladies in your house mm-hmm. shows? There's a lot of huge names that are relegated to dark matches. One of the dark matches on well, Bret Hart's in a dark match and the Undertaker's in a dark match. Oh, that's including dark Yeah, you're right. That's including dark matches. Most of these in your house shows are like 2 hours long. Okay. All right. So that's why they were supposed they were like lighter. No, you're right because I was just including the dark matches. You take out that's uh, roughly a little bit more. That's like thirty five minutes, or yeah, about half hour. You take out of that. Yeah, that's like an hour of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Wow, bell to bell, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, interesting stuff. But then you know, I think they, they just. I think was this maybe part of ninety uh, five when Pritchard? Remember when Pritchard was talking about home video, how they had moved. They're, they had sort of shifted their home video uh, strategy. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it, was, uh, it was getting cheaper to produce, and, che- and they were selling it was a getting, cheaper price. Yeah, and of- so these were probably the more like the, the economy yeah. VHS tapes. It was around that time, probably. So it was probably like, hey, let's do these smaller ones so we can move more For video. For the longest tape. time, yeah, a VHS tape was like 60 to 90 bucks. Mm-hmm, yeah. Which makes me think back when my parents bought our first VCR in, mm-hmm. I don't know, like 83 or 84, I don't know yeah. what it was. And they bought a film for us, which is Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Now that I'm sitting here, I wonder how much they spent on that. One VHS tape. Probably a lot. Probably at least $40. Yeah, probably. Yeah. feel bad about that now in hindsight. Because $40 in 1983 or four is probably a good chunk of money. That's a ton of money. And the VCR itself is probably pretty expensive. Yeah. We mainly, I mean, did you guys do a lot of like uh, tape trading? Not tape trading necessarily, but like we would re- record stuff. Off we would TV. record a lot of like when like they would have. I remember I had a, a copy of Star Wars taped, and then my dad would also like get tapes. Like there were always people at his job who would like record movies yeah, yeah. like illegally bootleg them onto VHS tapes, mm-hmm. and like my dad would like, go bring those home. So we had like a bunch of just like movies that were recorded on. Yeah, to, like, used to record stuff. Tapes. I still have. Uh, I think I still have V: The Final Battle mm-hmm. from its yeah. original broadcast airing. That's cool. That was a creepy ass. That was great. Yeah. The Liz- battles. Lizard awesome. people. That's scary. That's such a great miniseries. Yeah. That was awesome. Anyways, moving on. Number eight. Eight. Taboo Tuesday, 2005. So it was the second one of these Taboo Tuesday deals where they thought, hey, let's have a pay-per-view on a Tuesday and let the fans decide the matches. Yeah. And uh, here's the thing. As you'll see much, much later in this list, the first one didn't exactly, I mean, it's a Tuesday. The first one didn't exactly score a huge uh, yeah, I know. attendance. You know, oddly enough, the second one performed better than the first. Yeah, this being the second one um, took place in the I Pay One Center in San Diego. I'm going to take a wild guess here, Larson. That wasn't the name in 2005. Probably not. Oh, that's what it's called now. Probably. Oh, because okay, I was going to say I Pay One. I mean, it's something else. Something that's else. I, I would think that it's something different oh, now. Could be. Um, San Diego capacity. of This venue is 14,500. Maybe it's the Cox Center now. Let's find out. I pay one center. sounds like such a Silicon Valley 1998. It kind of does. This yeah, is San Diego. Late, yeah, late 90s. Um, so the capacity of this venue was 14,500. Only 6,000 people showed up. Oh, wow. Um, but the card is actually pretty decent. Yeah, they had some good. They had some good. I mean, the was this a raw specific pay per view? Because um, I saw Flair on the thing. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, but you had Flair versus Triple H in a cage match. Triple threat for the WB title, Cena, Angle, and Shawn Michaels. Um, oh, Internet's not giving me what well, I then want. You, Again, you got Batista versus Coachman in a street fight, and that's not that great. 
That doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound good. Did at we all. do a we did a thing on this? I think on the other one on 2004 we did a thing. We on did a thing on 2004. I think so because well, that was looking familiar. Okay. All right. We'll get to that later. Uh, uh, now it's the uh, oh hold on a second, the Pachanga Arena. Oh okay. Is that what it is now? I guess so. So yes. It was yeah. So this is what I figured. The IPay One Center was only the IPay One Center between 2005 and 2007. So two years, yeah. Yeah, and that bubble burst. Yeah. Valley View Casino Center until last year from it's 2010. Interesting seeing the phases, the periods where a lot of these pay per views kind of pop up. Yeah. It's usually mid 90s or mid aughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seemingly. Yeah. The kind of fallow periods for WWE, WWF. Yeah. Um, and you know they just have to kind of push their way through but like a several Pritchard podcasts they talk about that and that there is this this period here 2004 2005 where they're you know a lot of like at this point stone cold rock they're gone mm-hmm. um even a lot of the guys from wcw at this point goldberg i think hogan's gone by this point mm-hmm. um they're gone yeah they had everybody and then then within it's been like a couple of years gone yeah um so they were really focusing on on cultivating and developing new talent mm-hmm. and that's when you see uh like Guerrero, uh, uh, Benoit, Benoit, Edge, um, Edge his own. Kurt Angle, although yeah. he's kind of a holdover. John Cena, mm-hmm. um, you see a lot of these. Uh, Batista, Randy yeah. Orton, yeah, you saw see a lot of these guys um, getting pushed to the main event. And Pritchard talks about it's like, yeah, we knew we were going to take a hit, mm-hmm. but they were trying to invest in their future. Mm-hmm. Funny they don't take that same approach now. No, they don't. No, they don't. Bummer, man. There's a lot of really good talent out there right now. There's some great talent out there. I mean, they have no problem signing people. No. It's developing, seems to be another Cultivating, thing. developing talent. That's so, yeah. No, you're right. Those are good cards. Cena, Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels for the WWE Championship. Rick Flair, Triple H, Steel Cage, Intercontinental Champion. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, Flair went in as champion and left mm-hmm. as champion. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was a really fun little run there. I do mm-hmm. remember that. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like the one belt he never really held because he was the U.S. champ uh, in WCW. So he's part of that lineage. Yeah. You know, of course, the WCW title. WWF title. Wait, so they did this the year, they did this again, the Fulfill Your Fantasy Battle Royal? Oh, they did that again, really? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Oh my goodness gracious. Anyways, let's best move on from Yeah, that, let's Larson. move on. Let's move Number on. seven. Seven. In your house twelve. It's time. Of course, uh, Was this a spotlight for one Vader? Uh no no interesting no he wasn't he didn't have a match on the main card well it doesn't say it's Vader time but it wasn't it's time it's time it's time time. then it's Vader time yeah then it's Vader time catch fries catch fries sorry uh this show took place in the West Palm Beach Auditorium that's in Florida at this this was almost a sellout though if if the capacity is to be this might have actually been a WWE sellout it could be capacity six thousand attendance fifty seven oh eight if they just put this in a, a venue twice as large. Logically speaking, they would have sold twice as many tickets. Oh, right. But no, because this is 1996, and my God, like there's lots of there's lots of upside to this. Wait, no. Well, The Rock's on this roster. Yeah, but it's Rock and Maivia, not The Rock. Yeah, I'm just saying a potential upside, oh, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Uh, Owen's there. Uh, Diesel and Razor Ramon, that had to have been. When was this? That had to have been on their way out. Or, or phony. Yeah. Is that phony? Oh, is it? Hold on a second. In your house. 12. My time. It's time. It's time. It's time. This isn't Triple H yet. It's time. Um, you have, uh, as you see from the, th- the, the still from this particular show, Mark Merrow taking on 
Triple H for the Intercontinental Championship. My internet is wonky on my computer yeah, right let's now. Let's deal with that. I don't know. Um, and then The Undertaker took on someone named The Executioner in an Armageddon Rules match. Yeah, who is The Executioner again? I swear I knew that. And then uh, main event, your champion, Sid. This is early 2006. Oh, Terry Gordy was The Executioner. That's right. This is December of 1996. Oh, wow. Late 96. This is, leading. This is way past Diesel. Yeah, this, that's fake. Oh, that's, that's phony. Those are fakies. Those are phones, phonies. Uh, champion Sid. Yeah, Daily Motion here has the uh, video. One of these videos: Owen Hart and British Bulldog versus Fake, fake Diesel, Diesel and Fake, fake Razor Ramon. Uh, champion Sid defeating Bret Hart for the WWF title. Shawn Michaels, I believe, got involved. December '95. This has been a month before. Uh, no, December '96. December '96 had been a month before Austin winning the Rumble '97, but then he did. He got the Bret Hart match. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, all that weird Undertaker, Bret Hart, Sid stuff. Where Sid holds the title till Rumble the following year, 97. Yeah. The following month, I guess. And Sharp, look at the poster for this. Michaels beats him for it. Sharpshooter versus Powerbomb. Look at Sid barely getting a guy up for a Powerbomb. That does not look like it's going to go well. No. Who is that? Can you tell? The, is it The Rock? No. I don't know who that is. Here, let me see. Who do you think that is? Definitely not The Rock. No. It's probably some jobber. Yeah. But then Brett has somebody else in the sharpshooter there. Yeah. Who won that match? Sid. Sid? So I think Shawn Michaels got involved because he had a match against, or is going to have a match against Sid at the, the Rumble. Oh, okay. So here you go. Wikipedia does confirm this. The name, of the, the name of the show was taken from Vader's catchphrase and indicated that he was originally scheduled to have a high profile on the show, but due to injuries was not on the show at all. Also, I guess Vader was supposed to be in, the, uh, in Sid's spot. Really? Yeah, they were supposed to give Vader a huge push. Really? But like Vince didn't take a liking to him. Well, I knew I knew that part. I knew that Vince didn't. I didn't know that he got so far as to having been considered for a push. I just figured that he came in and Vince didn't like him, and that was it. Wow, they were going to give him a push, huh? Mm-hmm. That's cool. What do you not? How how does anybody not like Vader? Yeah, I don't know. Vader's great. He is great. In the dark matches, Shawn Michaels beat Mankind, and Stone Cold Steve Austin beat Goldust. Several months later, uh, Mankind and Shawn Michaels have a hell of a match at In Your House Mind Games. That's a really underrated bout. Yeah, it is. One of my is. favorite Shawn Michaels matches, also, too. Also, Brackus defeated Dr. X. Some crazy names. And then Rocky Maivia beat Salvatore Sincere, or Sincere, depending, I guess. It's probably oh, Sincere. Dr. X was Tom Pritchard. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. Anyways, what was the attendance on this one? Uh, well, oh, it was, was like almost slight. A, it was a small sellout. It was almost a sellout. 5,700. It was a 6,000-seat venue. capacity, yeah. So the West Palm Beach Auditorium. That's in Florida. Yes, it is. Anyways, wow, interesting. Let's move on. Number six. Six. In your house, six. Wow, that's actually very convenient. Uh, you want some more sixes in here? Look at this super kicks. This, this uh, the show took place in the aforementioned Louisville Garden. We'll mention that again pretty soon. Uh, capacity six thousand. Oh, nice. Okay. Tickets sold. Fifty-five hundred. Ah, you could say that's a sellout. Almost a sellout, but again, it's a period of time where. Ooh, they had to lower their sights. And we don't know if that capacity, you know, is like for wrestling specific. Like for wrestling specific, that might be actually sellout. I it think they be. did really well. They there. probably did all things considered pretty good. Uh, the two headlining matches on this card are actually really good. Okay. You get Brett versus Diesel in a cage match. That could have been good. Could have been good. No, that could have been good, yeah. And then for the intercon oh sorry, uh, a singles match determined number one contender for the for the title at WrestleMania twelve, 
HBK versus Owen Hart. Oh. That was probably really good. That was probably a really good match right there. Earlier on, you got Razor Ramon taking on uh, the one, two, three kid. That was probably solid. That was the real Razor Ramon. Yeah. Not the 95, fake yes. 95. I've been genuine Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. And Actually, same with Scott Diesel Hall. in the main event. That wasn't uh, uh, Kane. Glenn Jacobs. That was, in fact, Kevin Nash. That was actually him. Yeah. Yokozuna versus British Bulldog. Triple H with Elizabeth Hilden. I have no idea who that is. Who is a defeat? We know who Dumpster Duke Drosy is. Duke the Dumpster Drosy? Duke. Duke. Uh, Elizabeth Hilden. Now I'm curious. She was an adult model for Penthouse. Pent of the Month, June 1995. Not even Playboy. That's when you know business is so down. It's like, we can bring out the Playboy gals. Mania, you know, Shawn Michael and Diesel, they had what? Pam Anderson and uh, the, the anti-vaxxer. What's her face? <laughs> anyway. McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But then here in your house, <laughs> did, did Dumpster Drosy come out with like a cherry girl or something? I don't know. <laughs> or maybe just a writer from Play, uh, Penthouse Forum. Forum. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth Hilden. Oh my goodness. That's funny, Hilden. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my phone. It doesn't matter. Images. Let's see here. Oh wow. Oh look, she still looks. She looks. That's her. She looks pretty good. Apparently, she uh, owns a tattoo shop now. She owns a tattoo shop now. Yeah, that's what wow. Wikipedia says. Oh my gosh, what is this? Uh. <laughs> There's some dark stuff going on in these. Anyways, on the internet. <laughs> this is like around the time they were doing a lot more pay per views. Yeah. Like, it was way more than just the Major Four or King of the Ring. They were trying to do almost one a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, as they saw then, you know, you got to have a lot of placeholder matches. Yeah. Stories and such. Yeah. Yeah. Their and, roster uh, was just, man. It was kind of thin. It was That was a thin roster Pretty right there. Pretty thin. But, again, they're they're playing to their strengths. I mean, you know, don't get a 10,000 venue. Go get to six, six and get a near sellout. And then get probably, they could probably have said, we sold this. You think back, do you think back when they were doing 6,000 uh, seat arenas that they would announce, it's a sellout? No, they probably just swept that all under the rug. Probably, uh, yeah. They just probably looked out before the show started. Well, we, not a whole lot of empty seats tonight. We set a new record for the Louisville Garden. Yeah. <laughs> Largest gate attendance for a wrestling show. Yeah. For a non-high school ceremony show. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. 
when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. <laughs> oh, man. This is too much. Too much. Moving on. Number five. Five. In your house, three. A lot of in your house. So it's still just. The business is down. Nobody yeah. cares. 1995 was a really bad year. This took place in Saginaw, Michigan at the Civic Center there. Capacity, 7647 attendance, 5,146. So they went to a small venue, 7,600, and still couldn't really crack even 6,000. No. I believe, I think we, did we do an episode uh, going in raw view on this? Because I remember this main event. Of course, you got two dudes with attitude. This Diesel, is a stacked card. WWE champion Shawn Michaels, the Intercontinental Champion, defeating Bulldog and Yokozuna for those WWF Tag Team Championships. That's they sad. had all the gold. Yeah, because remember, this was Bret Hart versus Jean Pierre Lafitte. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Lafitte, and and yeah, and it was like, oh, let's see if Bret could have a good match against Jean Pierre Lafitte. Well, I don't think it was that bad either. Yeah, it was a decent match. It was a decent match. Oh, and Waylon Mercy. Yeah, that's right. He lost to Savio Vega. Proto Bray Wyatt. Yeah, man. Yeah. Now this. Yeah, we did a going in review on this. I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, I remember it was like, like the main event was okay. Things. I mean, it's got yeah. Shawn Michaels in. It's gonna be Well, yeah, and they had like some backstage stuff where the dudes with that two dudes with attitudes were just. It was just Diesel. It was just oh, Kevin yeah. Nash. You know who Lafitte is? PCO. Yeah, PCO. Paco, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. Dean Douglas versus Razor Ramon. It really is a shame we don't do uh, kayfabe corner anymore because PCO has got all sorts of great names. Give me some. Wild Carl Wallace. That's great. Uh, uh, Chris Cannonball. That's great. Killer Carl Wallace. Oh, wow. Bash the Terminator. Bash the Terminator. Those are great names. That is a great name. Anyway, the show wasn't great. Tennis wasn't great. Uh WBF in this period, 1995, wasn't great either. I don't know how much more we can say about how not great things were in 95, 96 for WWF. Well, they were going Very through a lot. Not great. You know, Ted Turner, he was starting up Nitro mm-hmm. with Eric Bischoff at the helm. Puffy shirt, Lex Luger. Yeah. Sabaro, or Steak and Shake. No, uh, 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 Steak Escape in the background. Sabaro down the way. Stromboli's in their tummies. Oh, that sounds amazing it right does. now. It sounds really good. Yeah, like, you got to be wary. I've had a banana today, and that's it. And it makes me... I can curse them. There's no ads in this one. Makes me fucking sad. So fucking sad. You need yourself checked out, man. Make sure your tummy's okay. Maybe. Maybe you got a trip coming up. I know. You won't travel across the pond, not be able to eat any of that fantastic mm. bangers and mash. Mm-hmm. You want some fish and chips? Yeah. There How about arrow bar? There you go. <laughs> yeah, give me three. Some digestives. <laughs> That's what I need to have, some digestives. Uh, yeah, so it's crap. Saginaw Civic Center. I feel like a lot of these towards the end here, we actually watch for going in raw views. At least three of them we, we have. Yeah, we went through a streak of wanting to watch crap. Yeah. It was like, how bad did they get? Let's watch that. Let's watch the lowest of the low. <laughs> Let's watch people at their low point. Yeah. Um, the uh, the Nitro, I'm, I'm, we'll stray off a little bit because you, you mentioned Luger in the puppy shirt. Yeah. The Nitro book that I've been reading yes. uh, during my- Sent to us. By, by uh, Draft, Draft House, House Games. Games. Check them out. They're yes. awesome. Yes. On the YouTube Draft House Games. Yes. Uh, mentioned that the uh, deal for Luger was $150,000. Uh, around the same time when he scooped Scott Hall, it was for $750,000. So they did lowball Lex. 
Luger thought that he would make his case in the ring and show them that he's worth a lot more than that. How'd that work out for him? I don't know. That's what I was sort of curious about. So Lex obviously didn't have favored nations. Guess not. Right? Guess because not. like they they would have started him at way higher. Or then when someone else got signed on, he would have got brought up to that level. Maybe. Well, that's the whole idea about favored. That favorite that's what it thing. is. Yeah. yeah. But uh. But yeah, I don't know. Like it, when his contract ran out, ran out. Like how long did he did he get signed for? Yeah, I don't know. If it was three years, man, he was making pennies compared to everybody else. Yeah, no. Maybe it was like a one year deal. And then he figured, okay, that'd get bumped at that point. Eric Bischoff wasn't a fan of him personally or professionally. That's what he says. He says they, that does actually expand a little bit in that book. Oh, yeah. He just says that he th- he, every time he encountered him, he had a, he had a big head. Hmm. His ego was too big. Interesting. Not physically. That was big, but. Yeah. You, know. you think uh, that altercation with Bruiser Brody might have humbled him a little bit. Guess not. <laughs> you would, you'd think that'd be an early life lesson for the yeah, guy. Yeah, you'd think so. Anyways, let's move on. Number This is fun. Number four. Four. Armageddon 2004. Definitely watched this one. Yeah, we definitely did this one. This one came uh, came to you from the Gwinnett Center in suburban Atlanta, I believe. Duluth, Jeez. Georgia. So, like, if you look at the other pay-per-views around this time, they weren't tanking to this capacity. This is They sold 5,000 tickets in an arena that would had a capacity of 13,000. Yeah. Um, the other pay-per-views around this time, they were all doing... 9, 10, 11, 12, 13,000. Mm-hmm. It's interesting why they ran the show all the way out in suburban. This is like way like northeast of Atlanta. You know, in terms of the suburbs. Like a, like an hour drive? Maybe. I don't know. But, you know, like the Hawks have their basketball arena in, in, I don't know if the Phillips Center was around in 2004, but um, prior to that, it was the Omni. Yeah. I believe. I believe that's actually in the city limits of Atlanta. Um, it's just interesting. They ran it all the way you know, so far out of the city center. Maybe a lot of people who lived in the metropolitan area of Atlanta would make the drive all the way out to Duluth for the show. So this was a SmackDown brand-specific pay-per-view. Um, prior to that was Survivor Series. God dang, you mentioned this off-camera. The Survivor Series? Oh, previous, yeah. Which was a co-branded pay-per-view. It's obviously Survivor Series. In Cleveland, that's, a, that's where the, the Cavs play. The Gundarina, yeah. 7,500. That's bad. That is really bad. What was the card for that? Prior to that was Taboo Tuesday, which we'll get to soon. Yeah. What was the card for Survivor Series? Uh, let's see here. What was uh, the main event, at least? Oh, was it a Survivor Series match? Main event was, yeah, Team Orton, which is Benoit, Jericho, Maven, and Randy Orton defeated Team Triple H, Batista, Edge, Snitsky, and Triple H with Ric Flair to side. Uh, Undertaker versus Heidenreich. <laughs> Booker T versus... <laughs> Heidenreich. Booker T versus... Uh, Lay, uh, JBL, boy, how great would it have been if Booker T won that? Because mm-hmm. that was for the WWE Championship. Uh, yeah, Undertaker. Yeah, that's versus a lean Heiden period. Two thousand four is a, a, a lean period when you look back at it. Yeah, it was. It was. It, and I think maybe that was again, like you said, and they mentioned that's when they were building up stars. And I think that I mean that's around. I mean, because look at this. You have Armageddon, which was five thousand. New Year's resolution, which was revolution. <laughs> revolution. Which was the next month, I'm assuming. Yeah. January. Got 15. That was in Puerto Rico. That yeah. might have been different. Yeah. Uh, 15, got 15,000. The Royal the Rumble. Rumble 12. Where is that one at? Uh, Fresno. Oh, yeah. It's a smaller venue. No Way Out after that, 9,500. I think that was a, that was a SmackDown in specific. Pittsburgh. So that's, I mean, still, that's almost double 
what the previous SmackDown specific one did. Yeah. Mania 21 was at Staples Center, got 20,000. Yeah. That was a sellout. And then Backlash was 14,000. That was a raw pay per view. Things seemed to be ticking up at that point. Cena was hot at that point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was a U.S. champion around then before leading up to that Mania where he won the title, right? Yeah. I mean, you got a couple of clunkers. The Great, Amer- the, they call it, yeah, the Great American Bash 2005 was 8,000. SummerSlam sold out. Uh, what is this? Unforgiven 8,000. Yeah, they were, they were building those stars, that man. That kind of low. 7,000 7, for No Mercy. That was a SmackDown. All right, Taboo, Taboo Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. What is this one? Detroit, Michigan? Survivor Series. Oh, Survivor Series. Then it was 15,000. Yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, uh, pay-per-views doing less than 10,000. Yeah, that was a lean time. I haven't seen the show. It's not very good. Uh, of course, you got the uh, the Daniel Pooter, uh mike Mazanin boxing match. Who's Mike Mazan? Yeah, that was bad. It's Miz, man. It's that, Miz. Was, that was really bad. That was really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, John Cena taking on Jesus Jesus. Oh yeah, I remember Jesus. Remember Jesus? He, mm-hmm. We used to see Jesus locally. Yeah, this is the midst of the storyline where Cena he got, got stabbed. stabbed. Right? Why? Why are people not tuning in to see John Cena take on the guy who shanked him? That's weird to me. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. That's kind of bizarre. Remember, the, like on paper, the main event sounds really good. It's JBL versus Booker T versus Eddie versus Undertaker. But I remember much about it. I gave it a ton of time. I guess it was all right. I remember being all right. Five minutes. Yeah, I remember that being okay. Because Eddie Guerrero's in it, and he's good in everything. Yeah, Booker T's awesome, too. Funaki versus Spike Dudley. Big Show defeated Kurt Angle. It's like when the Basham brothers were getting a push. Luther Reigns and Mark Jindrak. The Basham brothers. A handicap match saw Big Show defeat Angle, Luther Reigns, and Mark Jindrak. Of course, earlier, Kurt Angle had a match against Santa Claus. Yeah. Only lasted 25 seconds. Yeah, well, I mean... Angle should win that quickly. <laughs> you would think. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, Rey Mysterio and Rob Van Dam were mm-hmm. the tag champs. Mm-hmm. Took on Kenzo Suzuki and Rene Dupree. Not a good show. No. Not well attended either. No. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's move on. Number three. Three. Ground zero in your house. So I mentioned uh, uh, the Louisville Garden. Mm-hmm. The show took place there. Mm. But drew less than the other one. What was the other one? Ooh, this one was under 5,000. Yeah, they one did 5,500, right? Yeah, this one did 49.63. Main event of the show is Shawn Michaels taking on The Undertaker. Went to a no contest, though. So this was In Your House 97. Bret Hart was champ. He took on The Patriot for the WBF title. Defeated The Patriot. Not surprising. No. Not surprising. Let's see here. Ground Stone Cold's on the poster, but I think this is when he was hurt. He wasn't even on the show. Well, what I want to look at. So this was September of 97. So this is after Owen Hart broke his neck. Now, let's take a look. show right afterwards. At September of 98. Oh, man. It's going to blow up. That's going to be obscenely large. Degeneration X. Boy, even the Degeneration X pay-per-view didn't do that. No. Once Austin won the belt, things really blew up. May. I know. I just want to, like, skip ahead. Uh, July. SummerSlam. Ah, way to hell. September. Yeah. So 17,000. That was probably a sellout at the Cops Coliseum. In Hamilton, Ontario. It says it has a capacity of up to 19,000. But for wrestling, that's probably a sellout right there. They were doing like just in one year. Just Mm -hmm. everything blew up for them. Blew it up. Absolutely blew up. Blew it up, man. Uh, This point hadn't quite happened, especially uh, when uh, Stone Cold wasn't on the card. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, if he had been, who knows? 
but uh, yeah, it's interesting that Shawn Michaels and Undertaker went to a no contest. That's a bummer. Yeah, again, they don't. I don't really think they treated these in your houses like they're all that special. No, not really. You know, I mean, listen to the Pritchard show. A lot of so many shows back then had a bunch of wonk finishes. Mm-hmm. Just keep storylines going. Yeah, it's a problem with having monthly pay per views. What did the Patriot do to deserve getting a title shot? Uh, this is when this was. I was heel Brett. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That, and that, and that Patriot sense. was super super America guy, yeah. so, so he that's was, what he, that's what he did to deserve it. How long was that match? Nineteen minutes. Boy, they gave the Patriot a lot of time, huh? Well, it's for the title, so I'd expect Brett. Come on, man, you gotta you gotta be quicker than that. It's the Patriot. Mm-hmm. He's like battling. Had this match America. been in Canada, it'd probably been much shorter. Oh yeah. Otherwise, you're assassinating his character. Mm-hmm. Anything over twelve minutes, you're assassinating my character. <laughs> Any, anything over eight minutes. <laughs> anything over eight minutes. You think I am an eight wrestler? <laughs> uh, who else? Max Mini versus El Torito. I wonder if that was. The, was do you think it was the same El Torito? No, no. Click on the name. Well, I can't hear. No, it. you can. Really? Yeah. Holy crap! Look at that. Wow. Links work. Man. Espectrito. Espectrito. Here, scroll down. You can find out. Oh, he died. Oh, bummer. In 2016. El Torito. Professional wrestling career. No, 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 no. Nope. No. All right. Nope. All right. Different guy. Gotcha. Wow. Why didn't they call him El Torito, too? I don't know. That's a bummer. I don't know. As you find out uh, later on. There actually was a Carmella before Carmella in WWE. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Let's talk about... <laughs> that's a good... Well, that's not a segue. We still have to talk about yeah, this. Yeah, we have another one. This one this another one. crap in your house. This is a funny story, though. <laughs> yeah. This is a great one. Here we go. Number two in your two. house. Yeah. In your house, eight. Beware of dogs. What's going on there? More like beware of uh, the, beware pa- the power thunderstorms. Bill. Yeah. Yeah, it's a thunderstorm. So, so this, is a, this is a still from a match. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Savio Vega. In a strap match. Can't tell because the lights went out. They still had the match, though. That's weird. We were just having the match in the dark. That's so weird. Yeah. So this originally, this show originally took place. This is from 1996. McMahon was not really good on the audibles, was he? No, he wasn't. He's not really good on the fly. Like, oh, power goes out. Well, nobody can see anything. Why risk your wrestlers? I know. You know, somebody dies during their entrance. Let's keep the show going. That's okay. I know. Uh, So uh, this show initially took place May 26th. (laughs) At the Florence Civic Center in Florence, South Carolina. That place has a capacity of 97, 36. 6,000 people showed up. However, two matches into a show, a, a massive thunderstorm caused a power outage. 1.21 gigawatts. So only two of the matches, I believe, uh, ever made it, were ever televised. There's actually, the you can, yeah, you can actually see on, on internet. There's the yeah. video of the original feed. Yeah. And it just, it just goes, it goes to like a blue error screen, basically. Yes. And so two days later... They resumed the show at a new venue, for some reason, a larger venue, the North Charleston Coliseum, also in, in South Carolina. That place had a capacity or has a capacity of 13,295. Only 4,500 people showed up. You do have so to. This is ap- probably on a Tuesday. You do have to appreciate this Wikipedia entry, though, listing all of the matches saved for the main event, which was, I think, televised. It came back. The, yeah, the feed came back right before the main event. It lists them all as dark matches. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. It's pretty clever. Yeah. But yeah. also factual because nobody at home saw them and really nobody in the arena could see them. Yeah. And kind of fitting for the show, the main event was Shawn Michaels versus British Bulldog and it in a no contest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, the funny thing is, yeah, so then, like you said, they came back to it, and then 4,500 people showed up. Yeah. At the North Charleston Coliseum. How far away was that from the Florence Civic Center? I don't know. I'll okay. look into that. You go through the card a little bit. Okay. So uh, we've got a couple of big names here. This is when the roster, what year was this? 96. Okay. Bob Holly versus Isaac Yankum. That's Kane. That's Kane. That's got to be Kane. Mark Merrow versus Hunter Hurst oh, wow. Helmsley. That's People so good. saw that one. So Florence is here. And North Charleston is here, and that's a good that's a good stretch of road there. Did they them. did they come like if you had a ticket for the other one, could you get into the new yeah, one? I doubt it with that much distance between the two places. What the like? What I'm supposed to go to a place and then like you can't even see what's going on, and I'm like you're cool with that? Yeah, that seems to be the case. They Steve. give some refunds or something. I don't know, man. You got to see three matches. <laughs> <laughs> you got experience more than that, but you only got to see three of them. <laughs> well, you got to be a part of history for sure. Um, so yeah, then they like ran a place what a couple hours away or whatever. Yeah, like an hour and a half and be away. Okay, and uh, and only forty five hundred people. Showed so up. the matches that people missed the first time around were Yokozuna versus Vader. Vader lost. Uh, Gold Dust uh, beat the Undertaker in a casket match for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Justin Bradshaw lost to Jake Roberts. So like, you only really lost like two and a half, like three and a half matches. I mean, I would have liked to have seen Goldust Undertaker. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen Yokozuna Vader. It's a three-minute banger right there. Man, Jake the Snake beat uh, he destroyed Bradshaw JBL. in 30 seconds. That must have been one DDT, basically. A DDT right there. He yep. stumbles over to JBL, drops yep. in the DDT. Yep. But then people got to see Shawn Michaels versus British Bulldog. Yeah, to a no contest. Uh, there was another dark match, which is the Ultimate Warrior taking on Owen Hart. <laughs> wow, four-minute banger. Yeah, man. And then Ahmed Johnson defeating Jerry Lawler. Boy, you know, Vince giveth and taketh away, man. That Ultimate Warrior, boy, he just kept on going back to him, huh? It was a bad idea, man. That's so weird. I was thinking. Like, it's 1996, dude. And look at at what what WCW is doing at the time. I kind of want to know that now. (laughs) This is just a... On this date. Yeah, on this this date. This is just Stephen Larson's search the internet. Oh, I love it. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because they're joining us for... Okay, so... It's it's, it's spontaneous. In your house. What was the date of this? I don't know. Okay. House 8. This was... Okay. uh, May 26, 1996. This is on the verge of the NWO forming. Yeah. This might have been after Scott Hall debuted already. Could have been. Scott Hall debuts. Let's see here. Uh, May 27th, he debuted. Oh, man. So was that a day? Right in between these two shows. Oh, wow. So they had this show, Power Goes Out, Scott Hall debuts, blows up wrestling. Mm -hmm. Then they have this other crap show. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, when was, uh, what was it, Bash of the Beach 96? Yes. Yeah. What date was that? Uh, oh, July, not till July. Wow. Yeah, they teased that only a eight, long only time. eight, only eight thousand three hundred people were there to see. That's interesting. Witness history, huh? But then the next one was Hog Wild. Only five thousand people wanted to Ooh. go see that. Yeah, if we include WC- when is w- it going to pick up? Fall Brawl. Oh, look at that! Picks up big time. Eleven thousand three. Halloween Havoc. Boom. Ten thousand. Yeah. World War Three. Boom. Ten thousand. Yeah. If we include WCW, there's some of them towards the the waning days of WCW. The attendance was like. 
Really bad. Yeah. I mean, hog wild, you can't really pay attention to because that's a Sturgis, right? You just have like your motorcycle. Right? Yeah. You so if you, can park, if you can park your motorcycle, find a place to park your motorcycle. Congratulations. You get to watch a wrestling show. <laughs> You're good to go. Oh, here we go. So June 16th was the next WCW pay-per-view. They had 9,000. The Great American Bash. What was their May? May 19th. So right before this one, they were running 7,700, almost 7,800. Yeah. That's what and Kevin Nash was saying. It's like no one was doing good business in, in the mid Baton Rouge, yeah. What was the main event of that? Giant versus Sting for the WCW Heavyweight Championship. Ooh. Is there a Hogan match in here? Where's Hogan? No Hogan. He wasn't even like in a dark match? What the heck? Was he still licking his wounds from uh, the Giant beating him? Maybe. That's all weird. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Anyways, let's move, let's move on to number one, man. Number one. Taboo Tuesday 2004. Again, it, it was on a Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, it was the first time they did it. Probably should have been the last time. Uh, oh, we did Taboo Tuesday 2005. You're right. That's what we watched. Okay. Not 2004. Um, it did look familiar, though. They, they repeated a bunch of the stuff. It feels like, like, it. The, like the, the set looked the same and stuff. Yeah, it did. The Fulfill Your Fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was like kind of a battle royal type thing. I thought I remembered the Shelton Benjamin, Chris Jericho stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe we started watching it. Yeah, that could so be. So much, so much, so many things just kind of blend together for me. Oh, this happens sure. when you get old. Yeah. No. I Anyways, don't. this took place at the Bradley Center mm-hmm. in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Capacity for wrestling is eighteen thousand eight hundred. Thirty-five hundred people showed up at this show. Oh, wow. Thirty-five hundred. Oh my god. A lot of empty seats. We watched the the opening uh, of the show. And like the the floor towards opposite hard cam looked pretty full, mm-hmm. but the same size as the A cam, the hard cam, pretty sparsely populated. Yeah, and they didn't obviously like. There's not really anything going on in the upper deck, Mm-mm. and the camera really just focuses on the only areas where there's any people. Yeah, but like you could tell, there's a lot more going on there with like not a lot of people. Yeah, so, uh, so there's not a lot more going on there. Not a lot more going on. No, but uh, but yeah, again, you know, 2004 is a downtime. Yeah, they're rebuilding. 
But yeah, it was, and it's, it's, I don't know, it's so awkward too. Some of the bullshit on here, like there was some good stuff, like that. Yeah, the, the Orton. main event, Orton versus Flair. They bled a ton. They bled a lot. It was a steel cage match. It was a good match. Mm-hmm. Triple H versus Shawn Michaels for the big gold belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christy Hemi versus somebody named Carmella. Yeah, that is not the Carmella we know. No. She was probably in middle school at this time. 2004, that was 15 years ago. Oh, this Carmella was uh, a playboy. Oh, that's right. She wasn't even real, like a real WWE person. Wait, when is she? uh, Diva Search? Oh, she was in the Diva Search. Oh, all right. right. Okay, so she was trying to be. Yeah. um, That was a terrible match. Oh, it was horrible. I mean, it was a pillow fight. Still horrible. But it's still really bad. Like, it turned into wrestling at some point. Yeah. Uh, Chris Benoit and Edge beat... La Resistance. Really, it was Benoit. Edge walked out on him, but Benoit, because... Edge was really bent out of shape not being in the title match. Yeah, he got pretty pissed off about that. Uh, Eugene beat Eric Bischoff, because I forgot I had forgotten this, but Eugene was Eric Bischoff's nephew, mm-hmm. according to story. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he beat Bischoff, and then people got to vote on what the punishment would be. Yeah. And it was shave your head. Somehow, I skipped past it. Coachman got involved. He was the MC of the entire thing. He got involved, and Vince McMahon made him accept the punishment of wearing a dress. Mm-hmm. I was, to be honest, chuckling during the entire uh, thing. Vince's trash talk was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Especially when you discovered that Bischoff had some uh, uh, gray hairs. Right. You, you dye your hair, don't you? And he was like, yeah, so what? Oh, you're just a phony son of a bitch. It's pretty funny. <laughs> he said, a coachman, button that up, letting all your junk out. That's pretty funny. Uh, and then we had a Shelton Benjamin versus Chris Jericho. That's probably pretty good. Shelton Benjamin, they had like, this makes me think it was a freaking work because the, the vote. Oh, like Batista was on there. there was, but Shelton Benjamin was pretty popular back then. No, he was, but there was like 10 other people and he got like 37% of yeah, the vote. He got yeah. like a huge chunk of it. Yeah. He was pretty popular. People really like Shelton Benjamin. Oh, he's great. Senor Benjamin. In the dark match, we had Sergeant Slaughter versus Muhammad Hassan. I wonder what the story with that was. Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. And then, of course, Gene Snitsky, a weapon of choice match. Weapon D2, Steve. Uh, it was like a, what was it? Wasn't a I thought you were going to say his humongous nipples. <laughs> I might have, I was saying this, I might have watched this at Evald's house. And I swear to God, it was some Snitsky match that we saw. I have not seen him laugh so hard, and I was laughing so hard at length of that dude's nipples. <laughs> They were so big. I don't know what weapon he chose. I fast forward. I just know that Kane went out on a stretcher. Oh. And, you know, he didn't get revenge for Snitsky killing his baby because he pushed. He gave uh, Kane a steel chair shot to the back. And he punted the baby, didn't he? He punted a fake baby. Yeah. Because the story was Lita miscarried her and Kane's child. Which I think was a mess how that was conceived anyways. Yeah. And then Kane was wearing a lot of like a black polo shirts, like his normal Kane. <laughs> yeah. And then Snitsky, like he ran, he like blasted Kane. Kane falls into Lita. She miscarries, uh, which I guess would be considered a squash match. <laughs> and then, uh, God. And then, uh, and then, yeah, that led to this match. After a bunch of like stupid hospital skits with like Snitsky and yeah. his big tagline that it wasn't my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snitsky was hilarious. But anyways, yeah. So lean times. We'll see what the attendance yes. is. What take take a take a guess, Larson? Fifty two hundred for seven, stomping grounds. Yeah. 
That, no. that looks far yeah, more populated. More. I can go through there and count the seats. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say they're gonna get uh, 69, 69. Nice. That's my guess. I'm gonna say they're gonna do. I'll say 8,300. Oh, wow. I'll say they'll do 8,300. I think that there was more people. 69, there. 69. Okay, I like that. that's good. 69, 69. We'll see in the newsletter in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, let us know what your favorite lowest attended WWE pay-per-view was, or if we missed one, put it in the comments. Nothing we can do about it now. The episode's no, already episode's shot. shot. You can't do anything Never about it. Never doing it again. Yep. So, anyways, that's it. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.